This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. What country in the world are men most likely to pee sitting down in? Hmm. Finally, we're getting to the bottom of this. <laughs> if you had to guess, what country would you think? Who's most likely to sit down while they pee? Men are sitting down while, while they pee. Most in which country? My first instinct is to think, like, who has the best toilets? Like, I'm not thinking it's going to be a third world country. It's got to be a first world country with the nicest toilets. Because, like, I'm thinking Japan, because they have the fanciest, most technologically advanced toilets, and you're just looking for an excuse to take them for a spin. So I could see (laughs) Japan... But if I'm actually thinking about it, I'm going to guess America because everybody is so overweight that they can't even bother standing for so long. That's that's my one and two. Those are my two guesses. You're going Japan. I'm going to say United America States. number one, Japan America, number two. Japan, America because of the obesity yes. epidemic, and Japan because of the comfortable toilets with the built-in bidets. Oh yeah, heated seats. Sometimes they sing. You can sing karaoke on some of these things. LED light oh. shows. Yeah, I've seen some of those toilets over I'd there. Sit. Amazing. Uh, it is neither of those countries. Really? Uh, United States came in number nine hmm. on this list. Congratulations. <laughs> Which way are we going on this? <laughs> the number one country in the world where men are most likely to sit down while peeing Germany. Whoa. Hmm. They're very efficient over there. Maybe they're on to something. Yeah, maybe. No wiping the seat after if your aim is bad. Yeah. Just efficient. 40% of German men say they sit down every time. How many? 40? 40% of German men sit down to pee every time. That's a lot. Yeah. Another 22% say they sit down most times. And only 10% of German men say they never sit down to pee. They even have uh, a German term for men who sit down to pee. It is Spitzpinkler. Okay, it's perfect. I... You're a Spitzpinkler. Yeah, I, I thought you were a poop and flopper. No. <laughs> No, you're a spitzpinkler. It can be used as an insult as well. If you want to sure. question somebody's manhood, you call them a spitzpinkler. <laughs> they have the best words. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what it is about Germany, though. That's an interesting, random fact. There must be a reason. Well, uh, some toilets in public bathrooms, there's signs up where you're saying you're required to sit down while you oh, pee. So they might, what, is Big Brother taking over there? They got cameras in there? Who's going to who's gonna know? They're going to look under the stall at your feet? <laughs> They've got a weight sensor, maybe? Maybe. I don't, well, they are very good at engineering, so. <laughs> yeah, they borrowed the, uh, the passenger seat uh, sensor from the Volkswagen people, yeah. so if you don't, <laughs> seat belt. If you don't sit down... <laughs> It's a ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah. <laughs> Spitz and pink lilac. Where does country land? We are number four in terms of mm-hmm. men likely to sit down while peeing. Sweden, Denmark, Canada, and Australia are the top five. Hmm. Germany, number one. It's, it's You know, a lot of those countries cold. You'd think they'd have the cold seats. Like, mm. and not a, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I I'll admit I've, if it's if I wake up in the night to pee I will often sit down because I don't want to turn the light on. Wait, and now it's making sense. I sit down to pee sometimes when I'm really hungover 
Germans are just alcoholics. <laughs> They're too hungover to stand. That's it. Now it makes sense. <laughs> the schnitzel and all the beer. That's why their spit's pinkling. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We got to talk about this. Since hot degenerians are all the rage right now, Jim. Mm-hmm. Martha Stewart looking good at 81 on the cover of Sports Illustrated's swimsuit issue. And uh, now there is going to be a new version of The Bachelor with senior citizens <laughs> as the up. contestants. This is not a joke. ABC has announced they are coming out with a new dating series called The Golden Bachelor. Huh. No way. <laughs> Wow, the I'm honestly just picturing one of too. the Golden Girls, obviously. Yeah, well, that's... But wait, wh- is it going to be one, one... It's The Bachelor, so it's, it's one, one hunky old man, like, you know, a uh, uh, Michael Douglas type. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> and then uh, one hopeless romantic is given a second chance at love in the search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of his life. Hmm. The women arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. Uh, I hate to say it, but maybe endless possibilities isn't the right term to use, ABC. (laughs) A decade or two of possibilities. Yeah, yeah, if you're lucky. (laughs) Uh, we don't know the the full details, but it is greenlit. The Golden Bachelor will debut this fall. Man, I just know how catty some of these gals are getting in the normal Bachelor. And yeah. the older you get, the less your your filter works, or the less you care. You're right. So I just wonder. You know, you think sweet grandma when you think golden golden girls or older ladies, but this might get uh, vicious. Yeah, it, it usually does on this show. They really want to win. You think if there's a cat fight, somebody could easily break a hip. Oh, my God. I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what the dream dates are all about. Will you come for a bowl of soup with me? <laughs> Don't worry. I'll have you back in time to watch Wheel of Fortune. Sure. <laughs> Just take a nap. Our date is taking an afternoon nap. Taking a nap. <laughs> that was amazing. He took me for a romantic drive with the right turn signal on the entire time. <laughs> And we were in bed by 7. The Taz and Jim Podcast. we got a big weekend coming up. It's Jim Kelly's bachelor party. We're heading up to Cottage Country. Mm-hmm. It's an Airbnb we're staying at, the cottage? Yeah, cottage rental, yep. <laughs> okay, we got to be careful. Who's who's put the deposit down? Whose name is it under? I think my brother Craig's. <laughs> we got a text message here from one of our listeners. Hey, Taz and Jim, what cottage is allowing 20 dudes to stay at it for a bachelor party? Me and my buddies just had an Airbnb cancel on us because we had 15 guys. Was it? Was well, it, you don't tell them it's a bachelor party, number one. Was it built for 15 guys is question number two. Like this place, I've seen the pictures. It's got multiple beds. It's built for yeah. 15 to 20 people. It's a huge cottage. Yeah, the whole point, I don't think it's for bachelor parties, but I think it's for multiple families. Like, you know, your sure. whole, like, first cousins or whatever all show up at the but same spot. But there's enough room for 20 people to be there. Yeah, more or less. 
Might be a couple air mattresses that have to get tossed out. I know my friends for sure. There'll be a couple guys passed out sitting up in a lawn chair outside. So there goes there. That frees up a couple beds. Yeah, two or three guys yeah. sleeping by the fire in the Adirondack chair. Yeah. My buddy Kevin, he'll probably he'll be sleeping in a porta potty if there's one there. <laughs> Old Kevo porta potty's yep. coming, huh? Yep. Nice. Any of your improv friends coming? No, no. Oh. It's just, it's it's tough because the slots kind of filled up quick. Yeah, I kind of had to reduce the amount of people I was throwing it out there too because I was a lot ho- of people are trying to get away for the weekend, right? So I was hoping for a little show by the fire. You guys could do a little yes and entertain the boys. <laughs> you know, Is that the type improv? of entertainment you're looking at? Hey, nothing beats a, a an improv show at a bachelor party yeah yeah give me a word <laughs> f you okay we'll go off that i guess it depends who's doing the improvising i don't like the way you're looking at me when you're mentioning these things strip provising well, strip provising sarah must feel pretty good the fact that she went to las vegas we're going to the middle of nowhere sausage yeah. party uh, up near gravenhurst sure how much trouble can we get in Time will tell, but uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't see any uh, entertainment arriving. That's in my opinion. But um, yeah. we uh, we got another text message here. This one's from Jason. Hey Jim, curious to know how much say did you have in planning your bachelor party? My buddies are planning mine. I'm wondering if I should trust them or I should step in. Um, like the much, the say that I had was my brother, who's my best man said, what do you want to do? And I said, I I just want to go to a cottage with as many people as possible and keep it simple. So then he did the hunting and found the spot. And, uh, we did a very similar thing for his bachelor party too, but it was like closer to town. It was near Aurelia and it was a blast. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta choose wisely though, when you designate the friend who's going to plan the bachelor party, because there are some guys who by nature want to get carried away. Oh, naughty by nature, these guys. Yeah, and they want to take everybody down with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the guy who got a newborn at home or something, yeah, like three his kids. first time partying yeah. in two years. And he's like, I got to go hard. <laughs> so, Jason, let, let, your, uh, let your friends plan it if you trust them. If mm-hmm. you don't, you know, follow your gut. <laughs> you know who to trust for right? sure. Yeah, I can't wait. This should be fun. Jim's mm-hmm. bachelor party coming up this weekend. The Taz and Jim Podcast. And Jim, I understand you were doing some philanthropy on the weekend. Some, my name, what? Some philanthropy. Cheating on my fiance? That's philandering. Oh. No, donating to charity. No. Oh, yeah, that too. But by accident, kind <laughs> that of. That too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, honestly, I did participate in some charity, but like it was kind of against my will. I, I was in a tough position. I used to go door to door, and and uh, I, it was a job when I first moved to the city. I was so broke, I took whatever job I could get, and I used to go door to door selling like these coupon books for homeless, and it would. Uh, you know, you, you'd get paid a little bit and then yeah. the rest of the money would go oh, to the yeah. homeless. I know the coupon book. So anytime somebody comes by like my neighborhood looking for charity, I, I feel bad for them because it's like, it's borderline degrading doing that work. It sucks. It's tough. So I always am empathetic. Nobody's excited to have a stranger knock on their door. No. So I'm outside doing yard work on Saturday and this uh, young college student comes by and uh, knocks on the door. And they're doing this charity uh, drive, and it's to fight human trafficking. So 
I go, uh, yeah, I don't. That's a great cause, and I'm interested in donating, but I don't generally donate to like door to door stuff because you just never know if it's a, it's a scam these days. You can never trust it. And she goes, yeah. No, I have a QR code here. You can check out the website. I 100% were legit. And I go, Ah, it's just I don't, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do some research. She's like, I'll come back. I'll, I'll come back at 8 30. This was like 4 p.m. She's like, I'll come back at 8 30. And I was like, Okay, I'll do some research and you can come back. And I was figured I'd be long gone by the time she came back. But I was still out there, and she came back. She walked back up the lane where I was like, oh, it's 8.30 already? But I respect the hustle, so I'm like, you know what? You came back. I, I will give you. I will donate to the cause. So I'm about to give her cash. She says, we don't accept cash. And I say, okay, well, can I uh, 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 just do a donation online? She says, well, the way it works is I fill out your information on an iPad, and then we have to call this other number from your phone and then you have to donate through the phone with your credit card. And I'm saying, and I guess this is all fraud prevention stuff, which I yeah. understand, but it's just so many extra steps. Makes you feel like Ethan Hunt. What are you, Mission Impossible here? So, and again, <laughs> are you a spy all of a sudden? It's an amazing okay. charity. We it's a great cause. We have to dial our phones at the exact <laughs> yeah. same time. And then we turn our key simultaneously. Or they will self-destruct. So then I do that, and then we, we, we're we about to call, and I, she, I'm, we're signing up on the iPad thing. She's like, it's $20 a month. And I say, well, a month? And she says, yeah, it's a, it's like a subscription thing. And I said, oh, I, I, I just want to do like a one-time thing. Can I just do that? Yeah. Even $40. She's like, we can't do that. And I, I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like, okay, I'll do $20. $20 she, a month, a month. Now You're donating but, to fight she, human trafficking. And I said, but just for one month. And she said, we try to encourage three months, but you can cancel it whenever you want, but you have to call a number. Oh, yeah. And then they send you like an email. So it's like you have Dude. to call a number and then they send an email. I, they, they got me. I signed up. I felt guilty watching TV about 16 years ago. Saw one of the World Vision commercials, you know, the super sad ones with the kids. And oh, yeah. I, I decided to sponsor a child. And I've already put one child through school over in Tanzania. Yeah, yeah. Job's I, done, right? I thought so. But then every time I go to cancel, I feel, feel super guilty because right when that one kid was done school, they they assign you another kid oh, without even telling brilliant. you. And then they, send, they start sending pictures of their yeah, face. Yeah, got the pictures ah. and the little messages. So, At least you're getting something out of that, though. That is kind of like a relationship. Do they write you a letter every once in a while? Yeah. Do they still do that? Yeah, yeah but I don't... I see... Uh, and I'm skeptical too. That's I, an adult for sure. I don't know <laughs> if it's an adult. Hand. I don't know if uh, you know 600 people are getting the same letter from the same kid. Yeah, does it look photocopied? <laughs> I don't know. But the thing is, like, th- there's something there. And if that's that's kind of the method it, that you're aware of when you sign up for it, this is kind of like a sneaky, like incrementally they tell you a little bit more. And it is a great cause. I can't think of any better causes really than anti-human trafficking. But um, it's just it's just it's the same way they do like yet? no. No, but it's like the same way they do apps now and stuff on your phone. It's right. because they know you're going to forget to cancel it. Yeah. And I'm not going to complain about giving to charity, but they're doing it in a sneaky way because they know you're going to forget. They make it as hard as possible yes. for you to cancel. And I would rather and just easy give as possible. Sum. Well, they don't make it that easy because you have to simultaneously use six phones, apparently, <laughs> yeah. to, to sign tough. up. But. but anyway, I did do some research and it was a legit 
uh, charity. I don't even know if I want to say the name of it because it was. I'm kind of chirping it here. But if you do want to donate, it's Plan Canada, and it is a great cause. P P L A N Canada. Uh, just know what you're signing up for, just so you know. And you can cancel anytime. <laughs> just make it take a couple emails. But it's a great cause. Yeah. Just know what's. And I do. It's just. I'm glad that they don't take cash because that is one of the main things now. Like as I was doing my little research, which I did on my phone quickly uh, when I went in to get my credit card. <laughs> I like quickly was like, okay, is this a scam? It's not. But <laughs> yeah, they uh, don't ca- take cash because then people could just pocket yeah. the cash. And they right? say never give cash door to door people. I'm like, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So how long do you think until you cancel your subscription? I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be 2034 before I remember that I'm signed up for this damn thing. <laughs> You're such a compassionate, giving person, yeah, Jim. Kudos to you. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. A new Taz and Jim beer is coming. We have teamed up with Powerhouse Brewing in London, Ontario at 100 Kellogg, which is an unreal place. It's Mm -hmm. where the new Hard Rock Hotel is going to be in London. If you haven't haven't been there, it's already uh, a great destination for food and entertainment. They've got the factory there with the trampolines and the the climbing, the zip lining. It's a super cool place. Mm -hmm. Anyways... Powerhouse Brewing Company approached us. We we had done a beer before with them, Tasmania Golden Ale, and they said, guys, that was such a big hit. We need to do this again. You got any ideas? And we said, actually, we do. In our travels over the years, we have been inspired. Mm-hmm. And here is a quick synopsis of how Taz and Jim's mic check came to be. Long ago, two sneaky Canadian radio hosts, while cheering on Canadian World Junior Hockey Team, smuggle home Royal Czech Republic Lager, meant for Czechian King and Queen. Marveled by its smooth taste, they went on a journey of hard work and rigorous science with acclaimed brewmasters to recreate this breathtaking beer. And ladies and gentlemen, they've succeeded. Introducing the Taz and Jim Mike Czech Czech style lager. Check it out at the Powerhouse Brewery and request it at your local establishment. Cheers. <laughs> Was that an actual? So this is uh, that audio is from a uh, uh, a little uh, vignette we put together for social media. We just uh-huh. posted it on our Instagram page. Was that the actual king and queen of the Czech Republic? <laughs> no, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Random, but it looked like it. <laughs> I do enjoy the montage as well. It really looks like we're working hard in those lab coats at the brewery. Oh, that yeah. Day. Taz and Jim's Mike Check Czech style lager is launching tomorrow at Powerhouse. We're going to be there from 11 until 2, and we invite you to come down and try the freshest beer probably you'll ever have in your life. Jim, you and I both got to, like, this wasn't from a can. We were at the brewery, and we poured, it was delicious, into a glass from the giant vat. Yeah, the stainless steel vat. A a couple of uh, mic checks, and it was it, it was incredible. We were both blown away by mm-hmm. the taste, the flavor. Shout out to Pratt, the uh, brewmaster at Powerhouse, for doing such an amazing job with our beer. And tomorrow, 
the canning process is going to be happening while we're there. Cool. So you will get directly from the canning line into the fridge, into your mouth, mm. Taz and Jim's Czech style lager, Mike Czech. Perfect for lunch. Especially if you don't have to go to back, back to work <laughs> in the afternoon. We'll call your boss on your behalf. <laughs> but we would love to see you out there. 100 Kellogg, Powerhouse Brewing, 11 o'clock until 2 o'clock in London tomorrow. We will be there, and we can't wait to share our beer with you. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Never realized how many people wanted to do a little inside her trading with Martha Stewart <laughs> till that Sports Illustrated <laughs> swimsuit issue cover came out. She's been putting out thirst traps for a while here. Uh-huh. And and not for, like, just recently, too. Last two years. And we found out yesterday Jim's not feeling it. I don't want to get into it. We got a little carried away on this topic yesterday. But I will say, Jim, Martha Stewart may have been listening to your comments on the show because she has uh, spoken with Variety Magazine, and she says, quote, I have very good skin doctors. I'm very careful in the sun. I wear hats and I wear sunblock every single day. Every now and then, there, now and then, there's certain fillers that I can do for a little line here or there. But I hate Botox. I truly don't do a lot. She also said she was pleased with her swimsuit photos and the fact they had very little airbrushing and are quote incredibly accurate. Of course she's going to say, I'm not saying, hey, I said she looked good. I question the validity of it because everything in Hollywood is so fake. And we all know magazine covers are very fake. She did look great. Uh Uh, However, I do feel like I'm getting catfished a little bit. That's it. (laughs) Uh, There's a message on the Taz and Jim Instagram feed. This is from Joe. Joe says, "You you sounded drunk this morning roasting Martha Stewart. You've got a lot of angry roofers mad at you. I responded, I said, Joe, I said Martha Stewart looks great. Joe responds, oh, we love you, Taz. Jim needs to sober up and give his head a shake. (laughs) I said she looked great, too. And I I didn't roast her. I'm just saying, come on. What's real and what's not? I like the thought of a bunch of guys listening to our show while they're roofing a house and looking at each other. What hey, did pipe, he just pipe say? Pipe down, pipe down. What did he say? What did Jim Kelly just say that he thinks Martha Stewart was photoshopped on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Boys, grab your air nailers. We're going to the radio station. How down the ladder. He, how dare he make fun of our Martha? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Martha, she loves homes. Anybody who works on homes, yeah. you know, probably loves Martha Stewart. Uh, you did mention, though, yesterday during the conversation, you were crapping on Martha Stewart, but you professed your love for another older Hollywood icon, mm-hmm. Jane Fonda. Yes, I did. That, that's, uh, she's a hot degenerian in my book. <laughs> a hot degenerian. Mm-hmm. Well, Jane Fonda was on Watch What Happens Live talk show, and she was talking about... A another famous person she once went skinny dipping with. Let's see if this makes you jealous, Jim. 
There's I saw Michael Jackson naked. Well, he came and visited me when we were shooting on Golden Pond, and I had a little cottage right on the lake, and it was a beautiful moonlit night. And um, you said, "Let's skinny." Dip. No, he did. He did. Yeah, I think because he knew that he was going to die young, and that I would talk about him. <laughs> naked. Wow. He was this- skinny. Michael Jackson went skinny dipping with Jane Fonda. Great for Michael Jackson. I'm not sure if that's a that's either a the greatest story ever for Jane Fonda or the worst story to go skinny. Like of all the celebrities you could go skinny dipping with, creepy Michael Jackson would not be near the top of my list. Jane Fonda at least was an adult woman at the time. That's, that's a, a good, positive. That is the most surprising part of the story, actually. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He joins us to talk hockey, specifically the troubles that the Arizona Coyotes are having finding a home. They just uh, have zero luck, the Arizona Coyotes. So there was an important vote last night. The people of Tempe, Arizona were voting on three propositions, all dealing with a new arena. This was part of a larger project that would have hotels, restaurants, residential. This would be an entire entertainment district. Think of kind of what they've done in Detroit with yeah. the new with the, what they've got there. They wanted to do that in, in Tempe. And uh, the developers had said there's no risk whatsoever to taxpayers or the city. Uh, the taxpayers uh, were a little skeptical of that. <laughs> asked a few questions. Asked As few, they should. Asked a few cues, and they voted against it last night, which effectively kills the measure. Now, when you look at the deal, it wasn't the best of deals. This was right beside the airport, and the city of Phoenix had said, this is going to be right, like, this is going to be, like, the residential areas are going to be brushing upon flight paths, so who's going to want to live right beside an airport. In an apartment building. In an apartment building. Uh, How tall is the apartment building? (laughs) 130 stories. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. One of my uh, favorite uh, aspects of this whole story is the the location they want to build this on. So the area is currently a landfill. Last year, that landfill caught fire. And so burning hot garbage seems like a perfect metaphor for the Arizona Coyotes' tenure mm-hmm. uh, up till now. Well, now they don't have an arena coming. Does that mean the NHL is going to have to move the team? Is there a chance that the Coyotes could move back to Canada, maybe Quebec City? Gary Bettman has been bound and determined to have the Coyotes stay in Arizona. He had said that if this uh, were to go through, uh, the Coyotes would be in Arizona forever. So maybe the fans just said, get out of here. So I think he's still going to try and find uh, a spot in Arizona first and foremost. Whether or not they come to Canada, I think it's unlikely. If I'm the NHL, one of the reasons they like Arizona so much is it's the 11th largest TV market in the United States. Quebec City is not the 12th largest TV market in the United States. So if I'm going anywhere in the United States, probably Houston. I would like it to leave Arizona so that Austin Matthews is not consistently tempted to move back to Arizona (laughs) to play for that hockey team because it's close to home. There is a real reason for the league to want to find a resolution to this because with the Coyotes playing in their 4,500 seat arena, the rest of the league is subsidizing them. Like there's a revenue sharing that they Mm. have to make up for because they can't find a home. The best thing though, to your point, is the best thing to come out of Arizona in the entire 26 years they've been there 
is Austin Matthews. Yeah. He's the, he, he is far and away the best thing to come out of Arizona and the Coyotes being there. I've got an idea. Arizona Coyotes need to raise some money. They should start selling alternate jerseys. Hot garbage themed. <laughs> Hot Just a burning garbage. tire. <laughs> Hot garbage themed Arizona Cardinals jersey. Sell online. Mm-hmm. You'll have that arena built in no time. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Where'd they hide it? Everyone's favorite game about hiding things today. Dorothy is our contestant. Hey, Dorothy. How you doing? I'm doing excellent, thank you. How about you? Good. Um, do you know how the game works? Um, uh, vaguely. Okay, this is how it works. I've got three different stories about people hiding things. They're mm-hmm. m- multiple choice, okay? So uh, you pick the correct answer enough times. We give you the regular prize, which today is Lotto 649 tickets. Now... Ooh. There also is one story about someone hiding something in their backside area. The bum bum. Okay? Okay. Now that is called the daily dumper. If you suspect the story I am telling you is the daily dumper, you have to yell out daily dumper before I give you the multiple choice options. And if you get that correct, bonus prize $200 to spend at Food Basics. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Here's the first story. Dorothy, Italian police dogs are being credited with discovering 2,700 kilos of pure cocaine this week with a street value of over a billion dollars. Whoa. In a shipment that was coming in from Ecuador. Where'd they hide it? Was it a shipment of avocados? Was it a shipment of papayas or a shipment of bananas? I think it was avocados. No, Ah, it was the classic banana. Dang. All right, you need this one, Dorothy. A woman in South Carolina has been arrested after cops during a traffic stop discovered she was in possession of 1,500 grams of cocaine. She's going daily dumper. And no, it's not the daily dumper, Dorothy. (laughs) Was the cocaine, that seems like a lot of cocaine. How much was it again? 1,500 grams. Uh, 1,500 grams of cocaine. Uh, Was the cocaine hidden inside a diaper bag, inside a fake pregnancy belly, or inside a baby doll in a car seat? Let's go the fr- fake pregnancy belly. Yes, Dorothy. There we go. It. Okay, back on track. <laughs> All right. I like this. They That's figured the out something was up because there was two people in the vehicle, and they pulled them uh, apart. They were acting suspiciously. They asked them both when the due date was, and their stories didn't line up. Oh, really? Detective word. The cops say when the suspect realized that deputies were suspicious of the conflicting story, 
the woman with the pregnancy belly immediately took off running very quickly. Drugs were falling <laughs> from her fake rubber stomach. Wow, she was giving birth to party drugs. <laughs> Last one here. I think we all know where this is going. An OnlyFans model has gone viral on TikTok after demonstrating the sneaky way she smuggles bottles of alcohol into bars. Where'd they hide it? Process of elimination. That is the daily dollar. Yeah. You know There's what? There's got to be an easier it. way. We're going to give it to you there. Well, listen to this. The headline on this story is, I have a 55-inch butt. I use it to smuggle booze into bars. Like, she's what? not smuggling mini airplane bottles. We're talking she's like a 60. Yes. <laughs> 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 and she's wow. pulling it out from the backside. A 55-inch butt. So that must mean, I'm trying to picture that. That must be a volume thing. It must be 55 square inches. <laughs> I don't know if it's top crack to bottom crack or what the 55 inches is, <laughs> but she's got some cargo room back there. That's for sure. The Taz and Jim podcast. Something called personal voice. It allows your phone to replicate your voice and it only needs about 15 minutes of you reading prompts and calibration before it can accurately impersonate your voice is this designed specifically for fraud or why else would you need this well apple says it's meant to make their devices more inclusive for people with disabilities for example people with conditions like als where they lose their voice over time will be able to use this feature um, they can read type text aloud during calls in their own voice and save commonly used phrases to make it easier on them, mm -hmm. which does sound like a great thing, but does it need to be on every phone? Yeah, you should You should have to pay a premium for that. <laughs> I don't want anybody with a disability or an issue to have to pay, but this is, I mean, it's just getting so easy to fake anything these days. Yeah, the fear is scammers. Of course. But also, like, if you, were, how do, like, if you work from home and your boss calls and you're out golfing... And you have a friend or a spouse. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking like all the ways that like an average person would use this. I, I would lump that in with scamming. But I mean, positive <laughs> scamming. Scamming for good? Maybe your boss has been scamming you with hard work. I don't know. But like there's just so many ways and none of them are for the, the honest ways that people are expecting. Well, they're talking now. One of the big issues that has come up with the Writers Guild strike going on down in the, uh, in the U.S., they're talking about the Screen Actors Guild uh, getting taking a hard stance on the AI stuff. And uh, I was reading an article, it was Justine Bateman, actually, who was on Family Ties. You know Justine Bateman? I don't know which actress, but she she's Jason the... Bateman's sister. No, oh. she was the daughter on Family Ties, but she apparently went into computer science when that show ended and she was just talking about the way the future of entertainment is going to look with uh actors likenesses being completely sold off to companies and then when you sit down to watch a movie, you'll be able to say I want John Wayne to be the star of this movie. I want Bruce Willis to be the star of this movie. So you will customize a film based on the actor you like 
playing that role. Hmm. Like, now, it's, I would like to retroactively a, go back and put like John Wayne in Terminator 2. It's like, a Pandora's cool. box. Well, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Any movie you watch, you could make it if you're like, okay, I don't want Mark Hamill to be Luke Skywalker. I want it to be Harry Styles. Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks says he he's interested in like l- allowing his likeness to be used as a hologram or whatever in future movies. But I was thinking, terrible news for anybody who wants to be an actor in the future. How can you compete with you hologram lose a job Hanks? You to a dead guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy times, man. And, and then it's Chet all Hanks happening is just so fast. Cashing checks for the next fifty years, <laughs> zero talent. Oh, Chet now. <laughs> Chet now is off to Jamaica. It doesn't have to rap anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he's got all that sweet daddy hologram money. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be amazing for entertainment. All this technology is, is amazing for the consumer to a certain extent, but like at what cost? Yeah. And how, how you ever Probably leave the cost of our jobs if they could replicate <laughs> our voice with an Apple iPhone. Oh, dude. Oh, who's the guy who did the top 40 for years? Casey Casey Kasem. Kasem's oh, ghost no. is going to take our jobs. Casey.